Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast. My name is Shay, and I am joined today by my co-host, Henry. This is going to be your weekly Apex Legends podcast. Uh, we're going to bring you analysis on the Legends, the game we both love to play so much, and hopefully interact with you guys and create a platform where we can share all of our thoughts, feelings, and opinions on Apex Legends. So let's start by this being our first episode and all, telling you a little bit about who we are. So Henry, over to you. Let's start off. How'd you start playing Apex and what's your history in gaming? Yeah, thank you, Shay. Um, you know, my history with Apex is I started off on day one, uh, really enjoyed the game, came into that uh, with a tiny bit of experience and failure with Fortnite. Um, the whole building process was kind of overwhelming, but I also really uh, enjoyed Titanfall and Titanfall 2. Um, had a ton of experience with that, really enjoyed it, felt like I was a decent player. So kind of transitioning over to Apex was pretty seamless. Um, and as far as my mains, I pretty much am a Gibraltar player through and through. Uh, I've been playing that since really season two. Um, but I also just characterize myself as a support legend, so I play uh, Lifeline and Bangalore as well. Awesome, yeah. Um, going off myself, I started gaming probably as like a 12, 13-year-old. I was playing Halo. That was the main game I started with. But like you, I love Titanfall. So when I heard that EA was coming out with a Titanfall Universe Battle Royale, I was super excited. I mean, I sucked at Fortnite. Yeah. I sucked at Fortnite. I couldn't build, and I was horrible. Um, so when Apex came out, I downloaded that, was on it day one. I won my first three games, and I was so proud. It took me a long time to win again. So yeah, I'm a Pathfinder main. Uh, I've been playing that pretty much since the first time I started playing. I messed around with Mirage. I would probably say he's my favorite legend from like a character and lore standpoint. I think he's hilarious, super fun. But Pathfinder's my main legend. And I started messing around and playing Caustic a little bit lately. That's um, true. And that has been an interesting development, to say the least. But love this game. So yeah, let's get into it. So today's uh, topic for the podcast is going to be we're talking giving a year one recap of apex but before we do that we'd like to get into our first segment which is pretty much news leaks and rumors and tell you a little bit about what's coming to apex so henry you want to start us talking about the octane skin and stuff yeah so it seems like they've uh, kind of come out with a pack uh, for octane so its own skin they got a charm a different like weapon camo and I think it's cool. Yeah, it's a yeah. rachnoid themed pretty much. Yeah. And it's going for that spider theme, and it's a version of the game. So you buy that instead of downloading the free game. Yeah. And you can start playing, and you have that to start. Or you can buy it now. And considering if you want to buy an epic skin, or a legendary skin, excuse me, that's $18. You spend 20 bucks and get all that for Octane plus 1,000 coins. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I know we've seen Epic Games do this for quite a while with Fortnite. Um, I just, I think it's kind of an interesting call to focus it around Octane and spiders. I mean, we're here, it's it's not Halloween. Yeah, yeah, that's not like the, there might be something with that, but I think it looks pretty dang cool. So I will say that it's one of my favorite skins I've seen, at least for Octane, because I'm not a huge fan of his skin pack right now. Yeah, for sure. 
But yeah, uh, the other thing we want to talk about is uh, a leak pretty much coming from the Twitter user at Schrutkel. He's kind of like this Apex data miner, and he likes to say that he's not a developer, even though he releases all this information. <laughs> and so this is really interesting to me, and it revolves around the idea of survey beacons. And so the leak is that all recon legends, so that means Pathfinder, Crypto, and Bloodhound, will all be able to scan survey beacons. Wow. So that, what do you think about that? Do you think that would change the meta, change That's the game? That's insane. Definitely yeah. changing the game. I'm a big fan of the survey beacons as Pathfinder main, and I think it's a really underutilized skin. I agree. To me, what's interesting about this, though, is I think it gives a buff to Bloodhound and Crypto. Both are legends who I think do need that buff. Very needed. And it makes a lot of sense. Crypto is this hacker guy, and I think it makes a ton of sense for him to be able to actually do that. It's like, and I think the animation of him maybe taking that drone out and plugging in could be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. What's also interesting is that means that we have to have a new passive for Pathfinder. Yeah. And so, what do you think that could possibly be? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of Pathfinders don't use that scanning ability. For sure. Um, So, it could definitely be a big buff uh, for Pathfinder. Um, But to be honest, I mean, you're the Pathfinder main. I think the Pathfinder is one of the top legends, if not the best. Oh, yeah, he's really good. I mean, he's got the mobility and a little bit of a big hitbox, but he's also got the weird hitbox because of his build, I guess. But I think it's interesting because I've always been saying I think it would be cool if Pathfinder could be able to do something like cut zip lines or maybe if he travels faster on zip lines. Yep, that's something we assumed right off the bat. And so this is honestly... This, if this becomes true, this survey beacon idea, this would be a huge buff to Pathfinder in my ability, in my opinion, thinking yeah. about how they will restructure his passive. Yeah, I know that we really value positioning, and having that advanced information and intel is really important, especially if you're playing competitive and want to survive uh, to those final engagements. Yeah. Getting ahead and learning that information in advance would give a big buff to Crypto and Bloodhound, I believe, in competitive play. I think you would see a lot more Cryptos being played, and possibly Bloodhound, who is more of a medium-tier legend right now. Yeah, medium-low. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I love Bloodhound. His ultimate's super fun, and I love the buff that they've done recently with it, but there's just a lot of good options out there. It's hard to compete for for those top choices well let's get into our main topic for the day and that's kind of our year one recap i guess more of a 13 month recap now at the time we're recording this um but let's kind of just talk about like this game apex legends and why we're still playing it after a full year and why we feel this draw to this new battle royale game that's a first person shooter so like what are your overall thoughts just about apex legends since it's come out Yeah, I mean, just trying to rewind to the very beginning, I love the idea of Legends. Yeah, the Legends are cool. Apex really came onto the scene and changed up a pretty big niche in the gaming industry. We had, really, PUBG and -hmm. Fortnite dominating the the Battle Royale space, and they introduced a lot of cool stuff. Respawn. Yeah. Being able to respawn your teammate. Huge ping system. The ping system was huge. Ping system. Both of those are now in Fortnite because of Apex, regardless of what uh, Epic will say about that. But yeah, I think the hero aspect is really cool. I think they got a lot of the Overwatch players Mm -hmm. interested because of that, and that's a big aspect of Overwatch. But the heroes and like 
the very first Apex Legends advertisement was one of my favorite like short videos. It was hilarious. You saw so many of the Legends uh, personalities in it, and it was such well done animation wise. It was really cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, building off of that a little bit, let's talk about the lore of Apex and how do you think they've done with the lore? Because I will say they introduced it and at the beginning it wasn't a very lore focused game, but they've done a lot since then to build off of it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm really impressed with how mature they've been. Um, you know, Titanfall was a very deep universe and story. I mean, the campaign is probably one of the best uh, campaigns ever. Agreed. Um and so they had a lot to work with, but they didn't overstep that and really wanted to define their own world. And I like that. Yeah. yeah like they took the guns, they took some stuff, but. Yeah. We're in the Titanfall universe, but outside of the guns, there isn't a ton of mention to Titanfall. I mean, we've just started season four. And so now we have the IMC being introduced and the Hammond Robotics kind of through those leaks and lores. And that's really interesting because we're getting a little bit more crossover now. But. Up until now, it's been like these very legend-focused uh, lores. Like, what did yeah. you think about like Wraith's video, like the short video? Loved that was it. awesome. Yeah, I think that it's cool. I mean, pre-season one, I was betting on the fact that Titans were going to be on the game for sure. Like, because they didn't have a lot, and I didn't know, and I thought they were going to use a lot more from Titanfall. But yeah, I've been really impressed with the the town takeovers and the different legends and really just diving into their stories. Yeah. Do you have a favorite town takeover? Honestly, I mean, we t- already talked about Octane, but I liked Octane's uh, little raceway. I thought that was pretty fun. That was really cool. I'm a big fan of Mirage Voyage right now. Mirage Voyage is a hot drop. I would thought it's interesting that I felt there was a lot more uh, lore based off of all the other town takeovers compared to Mirage. We didn't really get any video or anything to go with. Yeah, this. that's true. Um, especially as a fan favorite character, that's kind of interesting, I would say. Yeah. But how do you think like we've done, uh, EA has done developing the game from start to now. So like pre season one, the game drops. Now we're in season four, like a month and a half in ish, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I know that I really love Apex. I think it's a very fun game, really enjoy it. Um, but to be honest, the development has not been blowing me away. Um, I really like the game. I like the balance updates they have done. I like that they kind of slowly drip out new content with the legends and new guns and changes. Um, but, you know, following Fortnite with their massive publicity stuff and constant updates and changes... Uh, you know, I don't think Apex is trying to really compete. Yeah, Apex came out and they have stayed at a solid pace of mm-hmm. releasing new content and releasing new lore and legends. When, on the other hand, I felt like Fortnite came out and was just like barraging people with new yeah. content. And so to see the success that Apex Legends has had doing that, though, I think speaks to what they will continue to do in the future. And I love it. I love how they've been doing it. I love how we get a tease of every legend pretty much before they're introduced. We had Revenant in the Halloween mode a while ago. We had Crypto in Kings Canyon. I love that Crypto is one of the reasons we're now playing on World's Edge. That's really cool to me. Very cool. Um, And lately, we've had the introduction, little hints of Loba in the Revenant 
trailer. And so that's really cool. And that's something we'll get into on the next podcast a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I think with the freemium model that, you know, Fortnite and Apex use, having that new content is important to keep people playing. But I think you can agree that one of the reasons we stopped playing Fortnite is because things change so fast. It's true. You stop playing for a week and the whole meta changes, guns change, and you really have to relearn. And with Apex, it's a little bit more stable. Yeah. What do you think about the battle passes? I know that there was a pretty negative reception to Apex Legends' first battle pass in Season 1 and compare that to kind of now up in Season 4. Yeah, I think the battle passes have been getting better, uh, better every better. season. Um, I really think that the Tier 100 gun skins are really cool. Oh, the fact that um, they evolve as you get kills is so It's a major cool. motivator for me. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. I would say that and the skins in general have just taken off on a whole new level. I mean, yeah. I think the first skin that really like changed things for me was the Prince of Darkness caustic skin. That was the first one where I was like, okay, they've upped it a little bit compared to season one. And I felt that was pretty lackluster. Yeah, agreed. I think that the skins in the battle pass have kind of been a bold move for Respawn and EA because they're kind of undermining the the value of the legendary skins by putting such cool content into the battle pass. I think that's fair. And also, I mean, if you look at the season one battle pass versus now, like now um, you don't have to even pay for the next season's battle pass. Yeah. If you complete it, you get enough Apex tokens to be able to buy next season's. Which is hard. You got to be grinding. You do. I mean, we've finished that every season, <laughs> but yeah, you got to be grinding a little bit. And I would say it's interesting because the skins that you also get in the battle pass are so cool now compared yeah. to what is the presets are. So And yeah. real talk, the, the dive trails in the season four oh, battle man. pass or a next level and the I emotes mean, so cool and i love the how much content they've been doing and really thinking outside the box to add new new stuff yeah what do you think's next is there something else you could see from a character customization standpoint yeah i mean it could be pretty cool i mean i know that uh fortnite has the spray cans yeah. so like you can change things in game maybe they could do something with that um maybe not something that has to do with defacing our map but sure, uh, some sure. sort of interacting with the environment could More be cool. character control within yeah. the game. Yeah, like yeah. If, if Mirage could take out a pork chop and fry that up, <laughs> I think that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I mean, we have the quips right now, but I think it's pretty underutilized. I don't think that there's a... I'm not a huge quip user myself, you know, especially when you're playing ranked. There's not a lot of time to, you know, focus on pulling out the right quip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into the next thing and kind of talk about, like, where the legends have developed. We had our main set of legends when Apex came out, and since then we've added, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Octane, Crypto, Watson, and now Revenant. Is yeah, that correct? That's about right, yeah. Okay, awesome. I put that in a little bit of the wrong order, but yeah. <laughs> um, and how do you think like the Apex legends, legends have developed? I think the biggest piece of news from a, from a Gibraltar main perspective oh, is man. Fortified. I mean, coming out of the box, uh, the game was a lot different. I mean, Wraith, Lifeline, with those small hitboxes, were really, really, really good. Um, Really couldn't even hit them. And the larger Legends really suffered. And so I think that kind of balancing update really shifted um, what Legends were really strong. Yeah. 
um, and kind of made an emphasis more on movement and being able to dodge and dive and crouch and stuff like that. I agree. I think it's been really cool seeing how with a lot of games, you'll see the introduction of new characters and those characters take over. And Apex has put such this focus on keeping their current legends and what they have up to date and keeping everything as balanced as possible. Yeah. And so it's like you've been playing Gibraltar since day one and you now have this attachment to this character, which is different from all of their Battle Royale games where there's not these characters that people associate themselves with. Like imagine if Gibraltar got removed from the game. Like they would there would be backlash because yeah. there's so many people that love him now. Exactly. And I think that it's the legends that really make it a team game. Yeah, for sure. If you didn't have those interworkings of tactical and passive and ultimate abilities, um, it would be a lot more individual. So speaking a little bit about that um, team game aspect, what do you think about this? Apex is a three-person game, and that's it. We have the introduction of solos and duos a little bit, but they're all limited time. And compared that to a lot of other games where there's always the option to have they play by yourself, play with one other person, or play in a squad of four. But Apex has kept this focus on, we're going to stay in groups of three. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's an emotional topic for me. Um, (laughs) We struggle to find a third player. Random suck. You know it. I know it. It can be really hard because it's such an important thing to have a full squad, uh, especially if you're trying to win. It's a communication-based game. If you're in the final three squads and you're a player down or two players down, uh, you're at a strong disadvantage. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So, you know, I, I like it. Um, again, I think they've been very mature in trying to stick to it. I think it's fun that they have the limited time events that have switched it up. Um, but I think, again, just the nature of the legends make it forced into a team game. And I think that's why we like it. Yeah, I do too. But so, like, would you do you think that they should introduce singles, solos, and duos permanently? No. I I agree. I think that it would be really cool if uh, you did like a duos or a singles mode maybe once a month for Mm -hmm. a weekend or a week. Have something to look forward to and keep it updating and refreshed. Uh, But I'm with you. I think that having this three-person team-oriented game is what separates Apex from everybody else. And I love it because of that. It's their value and I think it's super cool. And, you know, if they did that idea of having these kind of reoccurring, you know, solos or duos, I think those modes are way more competitive. People are more spread out. There's less, you know, ability to loot. And so if they could have some like badges or some sort of side ranking system for those modes, that'd be really cool. Yeah. So what about the other limited time modes? Do you have any favorites or do you have anything that you would love to see that hasn't been introduced yet? Yeah, I love Armed and Dangerous. Armed and Dangerous is a um, good one. You know, that's really the mode that I discovered how much of a tank Gibraltar is. Yeah. Being able to really line up the shots. That was hide. right around when his update came out exactly. also, right? Yeah. It was a huge buff for Gibraltar, and I really haven't turned back since. <laughs> um, but that was also the mode that I discovered how awesome the G7 is. Oh, man. Um, they nerfed it a little bit, though coming in season four it's op still it's still good though. it's op i mean i definitely respect uh, and admire the decision to make it not a sniper i've been saying that for a long time and to be honest i don't think it changes anything about my play style so i like that i don't feel too penalized um but yeah that's probably my favorite limited time mode yeah um, 
Holiday Express was fun I was too. Gonna say Holiday Express. I gotta say that's my favorite one. As a huge fan of Mirage, yeah, having that commentary and narration it by him awesome. the entire time was awesome. I'm still rocking the music. I still have the Holiday Express music on as well. Man, it's, it's a banger. A, it's a banging soundtrack. I love it. Um, so yeah, I think the limited time modes have been really awesome. I'd love to see them with a little bit more frequency, um, especially going into we just finished Valentine's Day. And after Easter, there's a pretty big gap between our next holiday, which is when a lot of these events have been kind of uh, located around. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I love the events. I want more of them. I love how much time and detail they put into them. For sure. Um, And yeah, you know, we can't wait to go back to King's Canyon and see what else they have to offer for the remainder of the season. Yeah. uh, King's Canyon split rank season two is going to be absolutely awesome. And what that means is if you are newer to the game and you've been playing only on world's edge is that we are right now ranked mode is on world's edge and in 40 at the 45 day mark of season four i don't know exactly when that is uh ranked mode is going to get that soft reset which means you go back i believe it's a 1.25 times multiplier and you will be playing now on king's canyon for the second half of ranked for season four and that's something i'm so excited for and having just played the weekend season one or season zero uh king's canyon map which was absolutely awesome i'm so hyped for it yeah not to hate on the new map but king's canyon is just such a classic we played that a lot skull so. town skull town <laughs> that's all you gotta say skull town. that's all you gotta say yeah. um let's got a little bit about into the meta right now and yeah. where do you think the meta is at at this point and how do you think it's changed since season zero yeah i mean it's changed a lot it's a completely different game now than when it came out. Yeah, I mean, I don't love to say it, but coming in to the game from Titanfall 2, I thought the Spitfire was a great gun. <laughs> and Spitfire was a great gun at the beginning. And, you know, today, that is not the case. Um, you know, a, a, so many changes have been done. You know, I don't even know where to start. Um, the Legend meta, the gun meta has changed a lot. We've seen Disruptor Rounds come and go. Skullpiercer. Um, Skullpiercer. Oh, my gosh. It used to be Wingman Longbow. Wingman Longbow season zero and one. That was the main. Yeah. It was just too good. It was so dominant. I honestly, you know, I go back and forth. I try to still use the Wingman because I think it's so fun and landing that one shot still like 45 damage. Zero recoil. And that's like the key to it. But it was so good. It fired as fast as the G7 with the Skullpiercer and had a lot larger of a mag than it does today. So... Things have changed. Do you um, think that third partying and name of our podcast is the third party podcast? Of course, we are very big fans of the strategy. That's the, the strategy. Party. I mean, it's the strategy. That's how Apex is made. Is yeah. you have to third party. You want to engage people when they are already mm-hmm. weak with the best positioning, with the best positioning possible. Do you think that this push to world's edge and this bigger map where we're now got snipers are way more uh, important. Do you yeah. think that's changed the third partying meta at all? Yeah, that's a good question. And yeah, I, I do think so. Um, you know, Capital City or now West Fragment, East Fragment, yep. it's not the same as School Town. Oh, um, no. It's not as concentrated. Um, it's a lot more strategic. Um, you know, positioning is really important, especially now with the, the fragmentation and the lava. 
Um, but I think, yeah, like you're right. The, the whole map is now a lot more longer range. Um, you have to, you have to have a pathfinder to get around. You have to, if you want a third party, you have to be really be moving. Yeah. Pathfinder, Wraith, those are the things that can move their team. And I think that's key. Uh, Looking at this meta in general, though, and we're going to talk about ranked on the next episode. Um, and so we're going to get into real detail with how we think that meta is going. So we're focusing more on the public lobbies right now. Where do you think Revenant fits in with this game as the newest legend to be introduced? Yeah, I mean, I was really excited. Um, I thought that they were going to do something pretty crazy with Revenant and really make an, an OP legend to really rattle up the meta. Um, but I don't really see that coming through. Yeah, I agree. I think he, uh, it was really cool to play him and see him be played a lot more on Skulltown. Mm-hmm. Like on when we went back to Kings Canyon for the weekend, he was a lot better with those buildings and being able to climb yeah. extended amounts of time. That was key. But I'm with you. I think that the totem has its weaknesses, and I think that the tactical grenade just doesn't do enough. Yeah, the tactical grenade as a concept, really cool. I agree. Um, but it definitely has a high skill cap, and you have to really be focused and serious about what you're doing in order to be a very effective Revenant player. And when it comes down to closing and third-partying and winning games, I don't know if I need a Revenant on my team. I agree. And I think that, you know, with the introduction of all the legends, um, they will change them to better adapt to the game and make everybody more playable. I mean, we'll never have a completely, you know, everybody is equal. It doesn't matter who you play uh, because there's going to be a standard. But I think you could see some buffs to Revenant in the future to get him up onto the higher tier of Legends. Yeah, I mean, if they're really coming through with this survey baking scanning, um, that's a big change. That's a big change. So if they do that, they're really willing to uh, shake things up even more than I'd say fortified and uh, low profile. For sure. Last thing we kind of want to talk about with uh, this year one recap and kind of going over Apex in general is there's been a lot of talk about bugs and server issues in the game, and it's something I've experienced a lot. Yeah. Um, do you think it's a Do you think it's a detriment to the game to the point where they're losing people? Well, they haven't lost us. That's true, but we're pretty. We're making a podcast about this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard. You know, it's definitely hard. You know, I empathize with them trying to push out a lot of new content. Uh, a lot of players, you know, I see some numbers that say there's 70 million players um, registered. Um, that's a hard thing to manage. And with the servers, uh, that's hard. And yeah. keep in mind that EA didn't know this was going to blow up. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing is there was Apex came out just over a year ago and the map. The original Kings Canyon map was so leaked funny. a year and a half before that. Yeah. This game's been in development for a long time, and they were not expecting the success. Yeah. Titanfall 3 was on the books and supposed to be done, and when Apex came out, the amount of success it garnered Boom. has really just... What was it? 15 million? It, like, I don't remember the exact numbers, huge. but it took over in its yeah. introduction. And I think that every season, you're seeing a boost in players. Um for them to retain the player base is key, especially yeah. compared to the other BRs in this uh, industry yeah. right now. Agreed. But yeah, bugs and servers, I think they're a nuance, uh, nuisance. 
but I think that they're not holding me back from playing the game, and I think that they'll get better over time. Um, but yeah, last question let's talk about for the day is, where do you see the game Apex Legends in one year from now? I guess 11 months from now, so at the two-year mark. Yeah, good question. I want to make a great prediction. Okay, let's hear um, it. Man, where do I see the game? I think that we're going to see more maps. Um, I think we're going to see more maps. Yeah, one more map. Um, But then we may stay with that one map. Um, I think that it's been kind of tough going back and forth between King's Canyon and World's Edge. Um, And I don't know if they like that. You know, people were really emotionally connected with King's Canyon. um, And that transition was kind of tough. But I think they may introduce one more and then really just focus on that and change it with uh, like town takeovers and different yeah. geological transformations. That'd be cool. Do you think that, I mean, I agree with you, and but do you think that having the introduction of another map will lead to, okay, we want to bring it back to World's Edge and King's Canyon. Is it going to be too cluttered at that point? Yeah. Could be. Could be, but I just feel like how related these two maps have been like there's a relationship between the maps physically. Yeah. Um, I think if they break off, do one more and then stay focused around that, um, that could be a, a winning strategy. Okay. I see it. Do you think there will be Titans in a year? I wish it'd be so cool, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it would ruin the game. Yeah. I don't think we'll see a Titans. I think if we do see Titans, I think it'll be in like a PVE style i agree where like it's not we're not hopping into titans in our regular uh drop-ins and dominating in them yeah i mean it's they could do so much i'm so excited i mean i don't think they're gonna slow down on legends i think there's so many they could do we're gonna talk about a lot more on this podcast about ideas and stuff um but yeah doing stuff with titans could be cool doing things with rocket launchers doing things with grenade launchers uh stuff like that flamethrowers um, there's a lot of stuff they could add and change and, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. There's so much that they can do, uh, and there's so much to be done and it's so exciting cause it's my favorite game right now. I'm logging way too many hours on a weekly basis. It's not healthy. And now we're podcasting about it. Yeah. So yeah, I think something that's really key and will be interesting to see is do they keep to the one legend a season? I know yeah. that they're doing this split now, this ranked split. And I'm curious if there will be an introduction of another legend at the split. I don't think there will be. I think they're going to stay to the one per season mark, but it'll be interesting to see if they go otherwise. I agree with that. Yeah. So next episode, uh, we're going to be talking about ranked mode, going in depth on the meta of ranked, how to play ranked, what legends are best in ranked. But yeah, for now, uh, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen. We'll hopefully have it up there. Leave a five-star review with your question, and we guarantee you it will be answered on the next podcast. But for now, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at The Third Party Pod. And send us an email, thethirdpartypod at gmail.com if you got any thoughts, comments, or questions you want to be answered. But for now, thank you so much. Subscribe. Peace. Hey, now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today.
tomorrow. <laughs>